0: 141
1: 951 It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard.
2: Good evening and welcome to Super Scoreboard. Remember, we're not going anywhere over the summer. We're here every weeknight, six until seven. I'm Alison Conroy, and joining me tonight from home is Roger Hanna.
3: And I'm delighted to see, Alison, we've got live football on a Tuesday night, okay. just over half an hour gone, and signally doing a par. Borussia Dortmund nil, Bayern Munich nil, so no one can talk about hollow or tainted titles in German football.
2: Remember, you can give us a call on 01419511025. Roger, let's start with Rangers. There have been some interesting comments today. We'll hear from Walter Smith shortly, but Gareth McCauley, first of all, the former Rangers player, he's been speaking today. I'll give you a Kind a of brief outline he feels sorry for the celtic players they didn't win the title on the pitch they were handed it they've been officially crowned champions their ninth success in a row but this triumph will always be tainted and hollow
3: well the blue touch paper on this issue was lit by the former rangers chairman Alastair johnson a few weeks ago mm. he used the word tainted he used the word asterisk and he basically made it clear that most rangers minded people now and probably forever more Allison will regard this title to use Gareth Macaulay's words as tainted. All Celtic minded people will believe it's been won on the pitch, thirty games played, thirteen points clear, and forever on this show there will be no agreement.
2: We'll get to the lines just shortly but Walter Smith, as I say, the former Rangers manager has been talking today. He's had a little dig as well, Roger. He says he's confident the players will kick on and challenge Celtic next season. He thinks that the players will be hurting after the league was stopped short.
4: I don't think there's any doubt that um, you know, for for Rangers um, they've had a lot of years now where you know Celtic have been uppermost in the league. They've, they've um, had a really good team. They've, um, they've managed to to win nine championships in a row, well, eight championships in a row now. This one, um, for the ninth, um, I think we're in strange times. We're looking at all the smaller countries in Europe have decided to finish the leagues and do the same thing as we've done in Scotland. So, therefore, I think that uh, whether we like it or whether we don't, we just have to accept it and, and get on with it. And hopefully, um, Rangers who have been, I'm under Stephen Gerrard, been making progress over the last. Um, couple of seasons can get together and, and hopefully try and prevent Celtic getting
2: 10. Eight in a row and now this one, Roger.
3: Yeah, and it, listen, it takes me back to what was said about Alistair Johnson's quotes and Gareth McAuley's quotes. That is how the 2019-20 season mm-hmm. will be regarded by, by Rangers-minded people. I'm sure Rangers players are hurting, Alison. Um, what they must do is channel that hurt to a positive effect next season, um, Celtic were hurting after losing at home to Rangers in December, and they channeled that hurt into improved performances after the winter break, and that was that was a decisive part of the season that's where the league was really won and lost Celtic channeled the heart into positive performances Rangers need to do that next season because stopping 10 in a row is non-negotiable for Rangers now
2: we'll hear more from Walter Smith shortly but let's go on to the lines 01419511025 is the number you need and Bill and Jordan Hill has given us a call good evening Bill
5: good evening um, I think it's a bit rich Gareth McCauley hardly had time to wear a Rangers strip So for him to, to criticise Celtic To me uh, t- Celtic's title Is a bit rich Celtic didn't create the virus They played all the games possible And were far the best team in Scotland So to suggest the title win Was hollow and tainted And says that it doesn't compare to Rangers 9 And rose a joke Rangers won the title And Celtic were rebuilding from scratch including creating a new stadium. Did Rangers not win their titles by using tax avoidance schemes and spending money they didn't have, depriving the government of the tax they were due and putting some businesses at risk?
3: Now, without doubt, Bill, there is a degree of mischief in Gareth Macaulay's remarks, and a lot of that mischief will be to elicit the type of response that you've just given us in the show. Um... Celtic, when Scott Brown was asked about this a week or ten days ago What does he say to people who say the title's tainted, it's a hollow title Scott Brown's reply was, I'll invite them round to my house to look at the trophy So, Celtic have the trophy, the SPFL have voted They Celtic are the Champions They were 13 points, clear. for me Bill, Celtic had the league been finished on the pitch Would have gone on and won it they even had Rangers win the game in hand against St Johnson and won both old firm games. Celtic would have needed to have dropped five more points and that would have been, I think somebody pointed out, that would have needed the worst run of results for Celtic in about 14 seasons. It wasn't going to happen. But, as we say, forevermore, Rangers-minded people will say it's hollow, it's tainted, there's an asterisk and... Part of that is to get the kind of response you've given us as a mm. first caller tonight, Bill.
2: Okay. Okay, Bill. Yeah, pretty happy with that. Thank you, Bill and Jordan Hill. Our first caller tonight, 01419511025. Roger said we'd hear a little bit more from Walter Smith. You've touched on it as well. And of course, Ranger season faltered after the winter break. And Smith doesn't necessarily think that'll be an easy fix for Stephen Gerrard.
4: In the first half of the season, European Games domestic um, circumstances, um, they played exceptionally well. And uh, and they were going really well. So I, I don't think that um, that will be an easy answer for um, for Stephen. Celtic were always going to show a reaction um, to losing that last league game. Rangers had a game in hand. They had an opportunity to go to the top of the league for the first time for a long time. And it's um, they, a bit... It looks as though when they come back, that, that um, you know they've struggled to reach the forum for whatever reasons. If we're not involved in it, it's very difficult to uh, to make a judgment
3: on, on on
4: what happened.
2: He's right. If it was an easy fix and Stephen Gerrard knew why, he would have sorted it straight away.
3: Yeah, I think if you're Stephen Gerrard, you need to focus. On that spell round about Christmas and New Year Because Rangers were absolutely flying They actually did a really difficult run of fixtures at that stage Aberdeen, Hibbs, Motherwell uh, Away at Celtic Park at the end of December And they handled them brilliantly They won almost all I think they dropped two points during that run of games They won at Celtic Park And they looked as if they were going to take the title race all the way there Didn't look to be any gap at all between Celtic and Rangers Rangers indeed look to have a bit of momentum because despite the fact they lost the League Cup final I think everyone agreed they were the better team in the League Cup final so in two successive games they did so so well against Celtic so Steven Gerrard needs to focus on the positives of that run rather than the negatives after the winter break what happened after the winter break has happened so he will now need to look forward he's going to add A number of players, I would think, to the squad that he had last season. And he will need to put all his eggs in the basket of stopping 10 in a row.
2: It was a strange end to this season. It's going to be a strange start to next season. So it's a difficult question to ask. Do you think Rangers will challenge Celtic more strongly next season? We don't know what players are going to be there.
3: Yeah, we don't know. They they will have to challenge Celtic. Most strongly. Um, if you look at the previous two nines in a row, if you like, um, Celtic ran out of steam in the mid-70s. The great Lisbon Lions team under Jogstein. Um, I think they even finished third that season. I think they mm-hmm. had split the old firm that season. And no one really, after nine, no one really would have predicted that they would have slumped like that. Likewise, Walter Smith's first spell, Rangers won nine. They, they were favourites to go and win ten. And they fell short, so there are never any guarantees going into any season um, Rangers look as if like, they add Giannis Hadji in a permanent deal to what they already had But there were six players went out, I think it was a week ago, they were freed mm. I would expect maybe five or six players to come in as direct replacements And once football resumes in Scotland, hopefully before the end of August it will really will be a fascinating season.
2: Gus in Calderbank has given us a call as well tonight. Hello, Gus.
6: How you doing? Shelter are there for a reason, a very specific reason. Certainly they, they, they're at a level that Rangers are not at. And let's talk about Hadji. Hadji's not going to happen for Rangers in the sense it's top 10 in a row. If you say to Scott Brown in the next two years of his contract that he's going to bump again a young player like that, he's not going to be particularly worried. You're talking about a warrior here from the battle-hardened and secondly, there have been too many quotes over the years about what Rangers are going to do. I always was told that you do your talking on the pitch. And see, Gareth Macaulay, he was probably noticed as much in football in Scotland as uh, Marvin Comper. And lastly, and this is a point that I think should be noted. Last week, people were making quotes here uh, comparing uh, James Forrest to Jamie Johnson, me, Jinky. I've watched Jinky uh, quite a lot, and I've watched James Forrest. There is absolutely no comparison between the two as footballers.
2: Roger, a few
3: points in there for you. Well. Yeah, I'll, take, I'll actually take the last one first, Gus, because the comparison between the two was drawn by none other than Bobby Lennox. Uh, it was an interview, I think, in the Celtics club mm-hmm. website. He compared the two of them. Um, so it's not as if it was a pundit in this show that was doing it. It was, it was Bobby, who I think is the most. Is he the most decorated in terms of winners, medals with Celtic over the years? He, I think he's got a couple, 25 maybe even more than Billy McNeil. Um, so if if Bobby Lennox wants to compare the two of them I'm, I'm fine with that um, You're right In terms of titles Teams do need to do their talking on the pitch um, Celtic did their talking on the pitch In the second half of the season I wonder if Steven Gerrard reviews the season as a whole I wonder if his biggest regret might be The celebrations at Celtic Bar both his own celebrations And the collective ones Um, I think all that did was offer a bit of inspiration to Celtic in the second half of the season. I think Celtic went away to Dubai and, you know, they they, they don't stick things up in the walls of luxury hotels in Dubai. Um, But I think they would all discuss the way Rangers celebrated at Celtic Park and that would provide them with that extra bit of fire to come back out of the winter break. And they did their talking on the park.
2: So Gus, do you think Rangers will pose a bigger challenge for Celtic next season?
6: Not really. And I do believe that, I mean, if you look at Steven Gerrard here now, he's been talked about today, again, that he's going to be a shoe in for the Liverpool job. Basically speaking, we're talking after two years here, the man's man's won uh, nothing of any substance. I mean, he keeps getting a very good press but uh, as Lennon said last week himself, if I had been him, he'd have been out of a job. So there's a lot of things, there's a lot of hot air where Rangers been spoken about and has been spoken about for a long number of years now. As you see, you do your talking on the pitch and stop bringing ex-players out and saying what they're going to do and what they're going to do. See, at the end of the day, Celtic have got a wee bit more class about them. I think Rangers are lacking in a wee bit of decorum here, the way they've conducted themselves over the last few years. And this is another example. I don't think Rangers will trouble Celtic next year at all because I think Rangers are about to hit more turmoil because of this pandemic.
2: Roger, just to pick up on something that Gus said there, we spoke about it this season, what Steven Gerrard needs to do, he needs to win something. We of course know that this season ended in a way that nobody could have predicted, but is there extra pressure on Steven Gerrard going into next season, given that that will be his third season in the job?
3: Yeah, and and the pressure, Alison, is all to do with ten in a row. It's mm-hmm. uh, it's the holy grail, if you like, for Celtic and Steven Gerald is the man charged with preventing them from reaching it. So there is huge pressure on him. Even if he had won a trophy in his first two years as manager, this alone would have would have piled the pressure on him. Enormous pressure. Just just speak to the likes of you know Murdoch MacLeod, who McLeod, who is Vim Jansen's number two when they were charged with preventing 10 in a row and he would Mm -hmm. speak to you about the pressure unprecedented levels of pressure on Stephen Gerrard and Rangers you talk about people doing their talking in the park Barn Munich have just done it Dortmund nil, Bayern 1, just before half time Joshua Kimmich, a lovely, lovely chip from the edge of the box and no fans there to see it happen Alison
2: I love that you're multitasking, watching that with one eye and talking to us as well at the same time answering Gus's questions
6: yeah,
3: I'm cooking the dinner as well.
2: <laughs> Gus, do you want to come back in?
6: No, no, I'm very happy with what I said there. And uh, it's just, but I think there needs to be a wee bit more kind of uh, reason the uh, journalism in Scottish football with regards to who where we're at just now. And, as you see, what Rangers are going to do? As you see, that's what. How many years they've been out of the game now? But nine nine years they've not really won anything of substance. So let's see what they've got to offer next year, and then we'll listen to them. But until such times as a wee bit of humility would go a long way, I think with some of the Rangers and some of their ex-players. Thank you.
2: Thank you to Gus and Calderbank for his call. Remember, you can give us a call: oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Roger. It's fair to say, not everyone's going to agree. They've got differing opinions and as you see
3: with, with well, Rangers yes. yep and listen Gus should leave the journalism to us Alice and it must be good <laughs> enough because Gus is listening to it and reading it
2: well absolutely and it is all about opinions we always say that but he touched on it as well with Janis Hadji and will he sign won't he sign a, a lot of chat is coming out of Belgium that a deal is going to be agreed Rangers saying at the moment a bit of speculation in that in terms of if they kind of afford them given the current climate it's what Ross Wilson said a couple of weeks ago that that, that this pandemic could scupper that
3: yeah well it looks to me all the pointers at the minute are a deal is going to be done Mm -hmm. um I listened to a couple of callers quizzing Hugh about it last night in the show Alison um I don't think there can be any criticism leveled at the you know the Rangers over this Mm -hmm. if the manager wants Yanis Hadji this summer then you know, the Rangers board need to go out and spend the money. I don't think they can be criticised, the Rangers board. They have, they can be criticised for some things, but not for a lack of backing for their managers. And um, when Stephen Gerrard wanted Ryan Kent last summer, £7 million was found to go and buy Ryan Kent. Even prior to that, the likes of, you know, when Pedro Cushina came in, he was given money to go and get Alves, Pena, Herrera. He was back. Before that, you know, it was Joey Barton and Philip Sendros. So it was money found for, for players like that from the English Premier League. So you cannot criticise the Rangers board. All they're doing is asking the manager, who do you want? The manager tells him who he wants. And they, they have been backing him in the transfer market.
2: This is Clyde One's Super School Board. We're back after the travel with Stephen. Super Scoreboard.
0: With Thompson's personal injury solicitors. Experienced players who know how to win. Talk to com
2: Roger Hannah joining me, Alison Conroy, and Clyde won Super Scoreboard through until seven o'clock tonight. Roger, how's that top of the table clash going in the Bundesliga?
3: Yeah, half time in Dortmund. Borussia Dortmund nil. Bayern Munich won that goal from Joshua Kimmich just two or three minutes before half time. A lovely goal. And if Bayern win tonight, seven points clear, they would be in pole position for yet another Bundesliga title.
2: Well, obviously the SPFL are still trying to find a way to get football restarted here. The board will meet again tomorrow on the agenda. Expected to be Anne Budge's latest reconstruction proposal. She had a long meeting with the nine other championship clubs. Yes, around three hours, I think, trying to find a way, as I say, to get the season up and running. Roger, we think their proposal has now been handed out to clubs.
3: Yeah, that's our understanding. I don't know the detail Mm. of it at all. Listen, clearly, It would entail a 14-team premiership, which would keep Hearts up, would bring Inverness Cali Thistle up as well. I've always been a bit sceptical about it. I've said in the show before, I just can't see that Anne Budge would get the requisite number of votes to get this through. Um, I don't see what's in it for sides at the bottom echelon of the Premiership. The Ross Counties, the St Mirrens, the Kilmarnocks, the St Johnson's, clubs like that. Um, Particularly if there's going to be a season, either next season and even the one after, where three teams come down and it goes back to a 12. I I, I struggle to see how she's going to get it over the line, but she's certainly giving it a go.
2: Aberdeen chairman Dave Cormack has spoken. He says that he would give some reconstruction from Hearts some backing, but he says it would really just need to be for one season at the moment. He thinks that long term reconstruction at the moment is not the right time. He kind of likened it to rearranging the deck chairs on a sinking ship.
3: Yeah, and, and listen, Dave Cormack is um he's been vocal during this coronavirus crisis. Um, he certainly represents Aberdeen well. I think I think it was Aberdeen Celtic and Rangers who gave Hearts a bit of encouragement to to come back and have a second attempt mm-hmm. at reconstruction after the Premiership clubs voted it down the first time. Um, he is keen. On the status quo, what we have just now A 12-10-10-10 He likes the split, he likes the playoffs He likes the pyramid Right down to the bottom of of League 2 Because he believes it offers encouragement For the likes of Cove Rangers Who came in last season, stormed right through League 2 and are now going up To a higher level, he thinks it offers encouragement To Clubs like Kelty Hearts, Barra Rangers, even ones below that, the likes of for Martin United, clubs where people are coming in, they're investing, they're improving the infrastructure, they're engaging with with bigger supports. He believes that there should always be a path for those teams to come up through the leagues. But because he likes all of that, he, yes, he's got sympathy for Hearts. Yes, he feels it's unfair on Hearts, Thistle, and Stranraer to get down. But that's why he only wants reconstruction for one season he would take a 14 team league for one season but I think he wants it back to a 12 after that
2: the question is though as time goes on is there time to do this for the new season whenever it's going to start obviously the SFA confident that they can get some form of football back up and running by August that's only a couple of months away
3: yeah I think there is time Alison because had none of this happened and it's actually difficult to remember a time when the world wasn't dictated by this virus Mm. but if this had been normality, the league would just have finished last weekend. Um, no fixtures would have been out yet. No, you know, plans or cup draws would have been done for next season. So yes, there is time. Uh, um, the league was scheduled to start on the first of August. I don't think that'll happen. I think it's more likely to start round about the twenty-second of August behind closed doors. But but whether it's a twelve-team top flight or a fourteen-team top flight, the names will get fed into the fixture computer. A list of games will come out And, and we'll you know, listen, We'll go ahead with
2: whatever we get Roger, it seems that the suggestion Is that Ann Budge wants a 14-14-14 structure With the option to increase The bottom league to 16 teams But only for the next two years Is what is coming out From this at the moment
3: Well I get, yeah very interesting. Um, what would you describe? You describe that as pseudo permanent. I think was the yeah. phrase someone used to me a day or two ago. Um, what did the lower league, League Two clubs say? Were they not wanting fourteen? 14...
2: Yeah, I think yeah, they, they were. In they the were wanting of that.
3: basically the. Yeah, but not a 16, Allison. They mm-hmm. were wanting the door closed off to Kelty and Brora. Obviously, the downside for Lowland League winners Kelty, Highland League winners Brora is, as things stand, they are not SPFL clubs. They don't have a vote on their own destiny this season. So, does that make it more likely that clubs would support a 14-14-14? Um, there are clubs at the bottom of what was League 1 or what is League 1. The likes of Clyde, Peterhead, Forfar. I don't need to tell you yeah. I wasn't about Forfers played mm-hmm. They would get down Into the third tier So there are There are really Different um, Driving forces For clubs In each of the divisions As to what they want Money And self interest Rule Scottish football As we all know and, and that's why I've always been sceptical about Anne Budge getting the number of votes that she needs. 75% in Leagues 1 and 2, mm-hmm. 75% of Championship Clubs 2, and 11 out of the 12 in the top flight. I just think it's a big ask.
2: The SPFL board, as I say, will discuss this tomorrow. Liam Blantyre has given us a call about reconstruction. Hello, Liam.
1: Hello, how are you doing, Alison? Good, though. Hi, Roger. Um, I, Hi, I, Liam. It's, it's more... It's, it's, not really about reconstruction It's more about the Furnace and safety of things I'm a Celtic supporter Obviously um, mm-hmm. I'm quite happy That they the have the title Because Obviously Celtic Have been the best league In the team The team the league Sorry um, It's more about The, the, the other side Of the, the, the league That I was talking about Obviously there's a lot Of people going on About Hearts being Relegated unfairly And stuff like that Now the, the question I want to ask you is um, It's about Is the playoff places Still going to happen And the reason why I ask that Is because Instead of having Team 11 in the playoff, why don't Hearts, obviously the, the, the teams in the, the second and third place and the, the, the first division will mm. have the playoff. They then play Hearts in the playoff final to see who stays in the, the, the premiership. And you don't have a team from a premiership in the playoff other than the bottom team. So that they then, then Hearts then have it in their own hands to have a chance to stay in the league.
2: So Liam, what do you think about that? So you're advocating playoffs over the summer ahead of the new
1: season? Yes. Yeah, well, well I, 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 as far as I believe, they're going to play the, the, the cup games first, if they can, yeah. before the league starts. Mm-hmm. Um, they would be the first three games to be played. So why not do the playoffs the same? Play the two teams, obviously, the first and second team, play each other. Obviously, the winner of them games, then play hearts because they're at the bottom of the league. And whoever was 11th, who would have been in the playoff final, they stay in the Premiership, but Hearts get the opportunity to stay in the Premiership. It then is, is a lot, it's then a bit more for for Hearts to stay in the Premiership, but it's in their own hands. If you understand that, and the same for the other divisions for Party Thistle and uh, who's the other one that's getting relegated? If, if, if playoffs, if there's, if there's playoffs for them, then do the same for them. They then have the opportunity to they have it in their own hands to stay in their own leagues if you understand that. I think that'd be a lot uh, far away for it.
2: Yeah, so Roger, essentially, not reconstruction, but let's just bring the playoffs back and give all these clubs a chance.
3: Well, there would be wonderful games to build up to, certainly, Mm -hmm. Alison, the great curtain raiser for next season, but this season is done. Um, The clubs have decided to draw a line under it. Um, Hearts' fate will not be sealed On a football pitch, Hearts' fate will be sealed in a boardroom or or via a Zoom conference call, if you like, Liam. Um, Yeah. You know, it would have been terrific. I think England are still talking about if they can get back some variety of playoff games. Um, It's going to be fascinating to see how they can do it going down the leagues, because the later and later the starts in England, and every time you, you listen to it down there, it seems to be getting shunted back a week. A lot of these yep. clubs down the league, their players are going to be out of contract. So, you know, I still don't know how a lot of these, you know, clubs are being allowed to extend contracts. or players sign the contracts to play on? I, I don't know. Um, The line's been drawn under our season. We will start back. Um, Whether we start back with a Betfred Cup, I don't know. Um, when the Scottish Cup semi-finals and final get fitted in I do not know when European qualifiers mm. can be played Or can they be played Do we need to wait to 2021 Till international travel is allowed again without any restrictions We don't know There are just so many question marks over the yep. whole thing The one thing we are sure about is Hart's fate will not be decided on a field
1: I just thought that would have been maybe a wee bit more and it would, have, it would have appeased a lot of people In the, the, the premiership especially um. Obviously, because Hearts are are, are they're, obviously that they say they're getting relegated, but I thought they were they were actually going to come back in with something. As I say, as you said, Ann Budge is coming back with something. I thought she maybe would have come back something like that. I, I don't know why they didn't think of that in the first place. They obviously they to give Hearts the opportunity, and then it was in their hands. And then they could they, they couldn't say, oh well, we we're, rele- were relegated on because somebody told us we never finished the league, but we're re- we were they would get relegated. Do you understand?
2: I suppose Roger
3: absolutely, in, yeah,
2: in, in some sense that's right. But then, if you look at it, and the clubs at the bottom are then getting their playoff chance and another, you know, chance to stay in the division, then folk could argue, well, the clubs that have won the leagues should the, should the other games be played. So, it's very difficult to do yeah, it in that, that sense as well because the top and the bottom would change in some
3: I leagues. I think that, they, listen, the only the only thing we're all agreed about on this crisis is th- there is no fair way to end this season. Um, probably the, the relegated team's hearts, Partick, or mm-hmm. will be more adversely affected than any of the yeah. other clubs. But you know, there's there's an element of unfairness to any of the sides who were in playoff contention. Um, Falkirk will feel they could still have won the League One title. Um, it's closing off the pyramids of Brora and Kelty. don't get an opportunity through the playoffs to, to meet and then the winner of that taking on breaking so th- there's a lot of unfairness about the way the season has finished but the season has now finished and all the energies in Hamden are being channeled to getting a, a an early kickoff not an early kickoff but a kick-off as close to the original mm. date as is possible. I believe SPFL and SFA are meeting government again this right Friday you. to try and yeah try and sort of sharpen up the route map, if you like, to when we can get a bit of live football in the country the way they've got in Germany tonight.
2: Thank you to Liam for his call. Let's stay on the lines and Tom and Cumbernold's giving us a call. Hello, Tom.
3: Good evening, Alison. Good evening, Roger.
5: Roger, the see at the moment see at the moment you have heard me a few times, Roger. The see at the moment what I say between the Rangers and Celtic fans saying one there's too much tit for tat, I'm bigger than you and he's bigger than me. What if you know what I'm talking about? Celtic there's Celtic won the league and just let it be. The there's no point to, there's too there's far too many important things going on in the world just right with the coronavirus. And I and I had I had the early stages of the coronavirus myself six weeks ago. I've still got another six weeks of self isolation. So draw a line under it. And even the and if they've time to play the Scottish Cup. They, why don't they just end it and all and just start afresh? come start whenever the season starts. But also, I just want to as a Rangers fan, the for next season. I just hope that Rangers come back and fire and perform like they did up until the, the winter break because they, and that's my because it's just, and I just want to wish everybody that I know to keep safe and all your the radio claim pundits because uh, that's more important just now in the world. I just want to say that the Roger and Allison.
2: Thank you, Tom. Glad you're you're feeling better on the recovery as well. Roger, do you want to pick up on Tom's points?
3: Yes I'm, listen I'm glad you're on the men Tom and uh, thanks for your kind words. Um, I'll take the Scottish Cup point first. Mm-hmm. The reason it hasn't ended is quite simply financial. Um, it's, it's quite a big thing for the SFA, three Hamden full houses for you know an Edinburgh Derby semi-final, a Celtic Aberdeen semi-final and then the final itself. I would imagine You might see the 2020 Scottish Cup extended into 2021 so that the three games can be played with some variety of crowd inside Hamden. Um, It's just too financially rewarding for the SFA and for the four remaining clubs for them just to, you know, kick it into touch forever. Uh, Rangers next season, you hope they start on fire. One of the things we haven't seen of Rangers under Stephen Gerrard is Rangers actually getting into a position where they were ahead of Celtic by a point or two or three or four and see how the two teams react to that scenario because all the way through it's just been a case of how close Rangers were to Celtic, not how close Celtic were to Rangers. Mm. You saw a couple of times just around December time how close the two teams were when, you know, in big games, League Cup final, Rangers maybe edged it, Celtic won the game. Game at Celtic Park, not much in it. Rangers won the game, so when the two of them were, were going well, there's not too much in it. When Rangers fell away in January, so February really, that's when the gap was created. So if Rangers, I think Rangers will need to start on fire, Tom, because sorry,
2: sorry, Roger, if they fall
3: anything in? off the pace, it's going to be difficult.
2: Yes, Tom.
5: Roger and Alison, will you not agree that there's too much? when you hear some Celtic fans talking about what's happened with Rangers and Rangers the, the Rangers fans having to go back at Celtic, you know, and there's too much tit-for-tat, tit-for-tat, especially what's going on in the world. Would you not agree with that, Alison and Roger?
2: That's something that's always happened, though, you know, in this current climate or not in this current climate, you know, fans of opposing teams aren't going to agree with each other and it's always because going I to be, my dad's bigger sorry, than your Alison. dad. Sorry, Alison,
5: because I've got a lot of... A lot of special friends that are Celtic fans, mm-hmm. and I've got a great, I've got a, re, a great relationship with them, and it's never, it's never nasty. The some, some, some day it, it can, but it just so sad to hear because everybody's, the just it's so sad when you hear that. They but the shows I love, no. I love, it. I love the show Roger and Allison, and I love the, I like the last third and it was Mark K against Gordon with in the, the quiz. Yeah, I look forward to hearing it when it starts back again and listen to the Super Scoreboard Saturday and that but well thank you very much for letting
2: in. Thank you, Tom. Thank you for to Tom and Cumbernauld for his call. Roger he does make a point, you know, it's, but it's always been like that and it's always going to be like that. Club fans of opposing clubs aren't always going to agree.
3: Eh, no. And that's what makes this show great. Um call it tit for tat, call it whatever you like. That this has always been the way in Scottish football, particularly in Glasgow. And it always will be the way. And I'm glad Tom enjoyed the quiz. Mm-hmm. Gordon DL now has an entire summer in lockdown <laughs> to swat up and all these football and think he's going to need longer than the summer, not all be- honesty. Because the mushroom was wiping the floor with him.
2: This is Clyde One's Super Scoreboard. We're back after the travel with Stephen. Super Scoreboard.
0: With Thompson's personal injury solicitors. Helping you return to action. Talk to thompsons.com.
2: Roger Hara and Alison Conroy here until 7 o'clock tonight on Clyde One at Super Scoreboard. I want to go straight back onto to the phones and Jim in Aberfoyle has given us a call. Hello, Jim. How are we doing? Thank you. I've got a couple of points. Hey, Jim. My, first,
7: my, main, my main point mm. is, over the past two seasons, every time Rangers have gone to the top of the table, they've come back and played CAC. They've done it against for Marnock last season. They've done it against Hearts. They went to Hearts, a 1-0 draw. They were top of the league, went to Hearts, 1-0 draw. Come back after the Christmas winter break, go to Hearts, get beat 2-1. Or 1-0 in the league game. What's going to be different next season.
3: Well, listen, we can't argue with any of the points you make, Jim. And this is going to be arguably the biggest thing for Stephen Jenner to sort over the summer months. I thought about times last season going forward... Rangers were really good um, Both domestically And in Europe They scored goals They created chances Morelos got Was it 29 I think um, They scored goals in big games You think that, you know Coming back they score three At home to Braga they, they got a couple at Celtic Park they, they would score at Aberdeen At Motherwell at Hibs. The, the problem for me w- Was defensively Even You know when, when you're talking about The game at Tinkers, One of the games at Tyncastle They lost Um Ryan Kent had them ahead, and they looked comfortable. I think the Cup game as well, there were, there were times in the game where they looked in control of the game. They just seemed to switch off at times and lose bad goals, and that, a lot of focus in a minute on a permanent deal for Hadja, but sorting out that defence has to be the priority for Steven Gerrard and Gary McAllister in the summer. Otherwise... They won't be able to stop 10 in a row because they'll lose too many silly goals. Not necessarily just to Celtic, but if you look after the winter break there to Kilmarnock, to St Johnson, to Hearts, to Hamilton, that's not going to be good enough. It needs to be <clears> stopped.
7: See, when, when Soonis came in all these years ago, he, he bolstered the defence first and won the league the first year. Soonis was there. So I think Stevie Gerard has to get proper defenders in.
3: And I think Morelos has to stay. You're not going to buy somebody that's going to bang in 30 goals a season. Morelos has to stay. I would tend to agree with you. I think if Morelos is sold and another striker, I should say, is bought, there's an element of gamble. Is that striker going to score as many goals as Morelos? Um, We've had Celtic fans the last couple of weeks, Jim, in the show, quite rightly, pointing out the importance Of keeping odds on Edward. Next season is going to be a historic season in the Premiership One way or the other Um, Celtic need all their best players if they're going to win 10 Edward is among their best players Rangers need all their best players if they're going to stop 10 And I would tend to agree Morelos is among Rangers' best players Um, And I agree they do need to sort out Particularly the centre of the defence
2: Thank you to Jim for his call. Roger, we spoke earlier about the Scottish Cup and you think it will run into the new season. Brian on Twitter has made a point that now Hibs have released players' hearts will probably do the same. So it'll be completely new squads playing in the semi-finals compared to when the competition started. Is that right?
3: Um, It's correct. Mm -hmm. Um, Whether it's right in terms of the integrity of the competition is another argument, but it's it's what I was saying earlier on about the leagues, Mm Alison. There's a lot of unfairness. Um, Hibs, I think, all the lone players went away. They freed another three. Um, Aberdeen will do likewise. Hearts, will do likewise. Celtic, I'm quite sure, will, will shed players as well this summer. There'll be different squads, particularly if these games aren't played to maybe January or February twenty twenty one, but the decision's been taken, they're too lucrative not to be played.
2: Let's go back onto the phone, squeeze in another caller tonight, Robert in Thornley Bank. Hello, Robert.
0: Hi, Alison. Hello. Um it's just it's just I've been listening over the, the last few weeks, obviously the carry on with the league being uh, completed and you are listen here that Rangers plans coming on, Celtic plans coming on. I think actually Celtic players like between just Celtic Rangers, that's the argument's been for the few weeks. I think Celtic players have been the biggest losers here because if you're a sports person, you want your you want to finish on the field of play. It's like an athlete going up against his like, his main competitor and he pulls out with an Achilles injury or a tennis player, he's playing a final and someone's got to withdraw in the final. So Basically, like, to win at the park, that's been something taken away from the Celtic players and obviously a lot of the supporters as well. Um, but it does feel, I'm not a Celtic fan, it does feel a wee bit hollow like whenever I've kind of seen it finished on the park. But the Rangers squad, they are basically at a second chance because they were on their knees. They, were, they knew they'd lost the league. And the management and the, every Rangers player and supporter, if they're being honest with themselves, they'll know they weren't going to win the league. So basically that whole squad for Rangers have got a second chance and. Obviously, Celtic players missed that opportunity when on the park. It's a big thing
3: on the park to win it. That's just my point. Mate. Yeah, listen, Neil, Neil Lennon made that point a week or two ago, Robert, and he said the ones he had particular sympathy for were the players who, who hadn't won it, hadn't won a title for Celtic before, the likes of Christopher Julian. Um, Jeremy Frimpong, Greg Taylor The, the sort of newer players who This was going to be their first title They didn't get an opportunity to win it on the park Didn't get an opportunity to celebrate it On the park either um, But you're talking about Rangers getting a second chance A lot of the Rangers players Have had more than two chances To stop Celtic Winning titles um, I think for a lot of them next season Will be their final chance um, Stopping 10 in a row Is all that matters to Rangers next season. A couple of great European runs for Rangers under Steven Gerrard. One, it's still actually to come to a conclusion. Remember, Rangers have still to play Bayern Leverkusen in a second leg at some stage in the Europa League. They've done brilliantly in Europe. They've done well to reach a League Cup final and performed so well in a League Cup final, albeit they didn't win it. None of that matters next season. It's all about the Premiership for Rangers.
2: Thank you to Robert and Thornley Bank for his call. Roger, a few things that I want to just pick up on before we we run out of time. Danny Swanson, of course, has been released by St Johnson, the midfielder, now a free agent. He's had a little bit of of a pop at the SPFL today saying that basically players have been let down by the politics of Scottish football they were just focusing on the big clubs and players should have been told sooner so they had a chance to plan for the future rather than being in a situation now that they don't have a club
3: um, Yeah, Ed, listen I've got great sympathy for Danny I've got great sympathy for all the players who have been released by clubs I think Den Firmland let 17 yeah. go at the end of last week Queen of the South let 16 go Comarnock, uh, Ross County Rangers as well and St Johnson today announcing a pile as well it's going to be increasingly difficult for all of these players to find new clubs next season um, all budgets will be reduced it doesn't matter whether you're Celtic at the top of the Premiership or breaking at the bottom of League 2 um, squads will all be working off smaller budgets it will mean smaller squads and that means fewer jobs for footballers um, it's very difficult times but i just i saw danny's quotes earlier on mm-hmm. i'm not sure how the timing of the vote would have Im- improved any of this it's to do it's just to do with budgets and even now you know a month or so on from the good friday vote clubs still don't know what division they're going to be in yeah. you're saying a 14 14 14 proposal From Ann Budge will be looked at by the SPFL board tomorrow So clubs now still don't know what their budgets are going to be They still don't know how many footballers are going to be able to afford to employ next season But I've got great sympathy I've spoken to Fraser Wisher about this Great sympathy for his members Great sympathy for all the players Because some of them unfortunately will not be employed in Scottish football next season. Yes,
2: St Mirren putting out their weekly update today and it says you know we have a number of players who are out of contract next month, many of whom have been pivotal in bringing us to the position that we're in. We're still looking at ways of making sure all first team and academy players who would have been out of contract are supported in whatever way we can. And and they can do that to a point, but it's difficult for clubs because they can't just keep everybody.
3: Well, they can do it to a point with the help of the government furlough scheme, Alison, which I think has been extended to round about autumn time. So they would be able to help through there. Um, You you spoke about Danny Swanson. He's one of the players who have left St. Johnson. I think three or four more have been given contracts to take them through to January when Steve Brown will have greater visibility on the financial damage that this pandemic has caused the club. So you might see more clubs following that St. Johnson model giving players deals just to January till they see the full impact of this and listen, it doesn't make it easier for players. It probably adds to the uncertainty if you're Mm -hmm. only going to get a contract for five or six or seven months at a time, but unfortunately these are the times we're living in.
2: One club that stood out today as well, it looks like Queen of the South, they'll have just three players under contract after the end of the month.
3: Yeah, and it'll be, listen, they're one of the clubs. So I think it's only Stephen Doby, Kevin Hall, and Jack Layfield, the yep. backup keeper, who are under contract down there beyond the end of this month. Um, it makes it impossible for the management team, Alan Johnson and Sandy Clark down there, t- to plan for next season. Um, they can probably consider themselves one of the fortunate ones because in other circumstances, had the league been allowed to be played to a finish on the pitch, Partick Thistle believe they could have got past Queen of the South. So Mm -hmm. Queen of the South may have been looking at a future of even greater uncertainty in League One. As it is, it looks as if they'll be playing second-tier football, whether that's in a a 10-team second-tier or a 14-team second-tier. So that will give them a bit more comfort than they might have had otherwise. But it's an uncertain future for, for all clubs. And of the 16 players who Queen's have let go you just wonder how many will be brought in to replace them, whether these clubs are you know, going to be going with 12 or 14 or 16 senior pros topped up top, just but a bunch of local kids.
2: And just briefly before we go, Livingston's Twitter poll um, created a bit of a fuss last night. They put a Twitter poll up about the third-choice goalkeeper, Gary Maley. Should he get a new deal or should he not? They're going to clarify it all tomorrow for us, Roger. They've kind of teased us a little bit with it and said that it was all done for a good reason. And of course... It wasn't serious and they won't be determining players' contracts
3: via a Twitter poll. Yeah, and listen, I'm glad they've clarified it. It looks as if it's been a bit of banter involving a few of the people at Livingston. They're going to give clarity tomorrow. I was really worried, Alison, just in case it proved popular and it took hold, in case Super Scoreboard decided to put all the pundits' contracts (laughs) out to a listeners' poll in the summer.
2: Definitely not. Well, that's about it for tonight. Thank you to Roger. I'm back tomorrow night with Mark Guidi. Callum Gallagher's up next.
0: With Thompson's personal injury solicitors. Your comeback is on. Talk to
7: Thompson's.com.